We have so many stories in our lives, but our stories are not always heard. On the Hear My True Story podcast, we tell our own true stories. Before the white car backed, our head teacher had scattered. Looking at him, I could only see his tie that was flying backwards, waving at us, and he disappeared in thin air. I want to share my life story. I want to share my voice with the people because I know that uh, just a small joke I can tell through this, this podcast, it will make someone smile. When you ask me what I fear most in life, I would definitely respond to you and say it's fear itself. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories. Hear my true stories. This is your favorite time of the week with your number one, one podcast. Hear my true stories. Welcome to a brand new episode. Hear my true story. Yo, dear listener, thank you so much for joining us on the Hear My True Story podcast. It is me, your host, Otako, and CJ. Your co-host, CJ. Yeah, CJ, thank you so much for always being here with us on this wonderful podcast. So now, uh, CJ. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. what are you like? You, you said last time that you are training in a, I mean, you're doing an apprenticeship. Apprenticeship? That's mm-hmm. like a training. It's a training, yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. To become a pre educator. Yeah, mm. but uh, kindergarten teacher, pre educator in kindergarten. Yeah, pre-educator in kindergarten, but you can work anywhere where there are children. I can work anywhere. Yeah, mm. that's true. I can work anywhere where there mm. are children. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, where did yeah. your your training? Which program is that? Um, I am doing my uh, my house building or my training with Waldorf Waldorf School in Stuttgart, and. Um, yeah, so it is a, a special program, this Waldorf. It is really, um, I really don't know how to explain it so well in English, but it is a special program where children are at the center of the pedagogy, you know, pedagogy of the education, where the children, where their abilities to learn, abilities to live, are put in the mid uh, in the point of concentration, where, that, for example, where children are not who do not come in kindergarten to learn to study. Rather, they come to play. They come to explore themselves. They come to learn about themselves. They learn how to be um, independent. They learn how to be um, a person. Yeah. So this is the main point of of this program that I'm doing, or this uh, section where I, I, I centered to study or to learn. Yeah. Mm. 
and what do you do because you also learn in to be yeah i'm, all, uh, I'm, all, I'm, in, I'm, I'm also doing a training uh, just like you to become a, a pre-educator in in kindergarten i can also work in uh, one group is i can work in most of the social work fields i can work there as mm. a pre-educator i mean like in mm. english you can say pre-educator but in german that's here see or you become a crn mm. yeah Anyway, for our dear listeners, we just want to say we are both trainees in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so today we yeah. thought of maybe to share some of the interesting and experiences of what we do. Yeah, so CJ. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, should I push the button? <laughs> yeah, I can push the button. Your favorite podcast is here. Hear my true story. Yeah, I've done that, please. It is the favorite Thank podcast. You, you agree? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> It's the yeah. best podcast. Mm. Yeah. And all by the way, mm. if anyone, if any of our listeners wants to join us, you are very welcome. Just write in the comment section say I want to take part. I want to talk. I want to share my experience. You are very, very welcome here on our podcast. We lay a platform for you, where you can also put your voice out there. Yeah, yeah. We welcome guests most times when we have a, a special podcast. We have guests on, and yeah, when you are our favorite listener, you can send us an email yeah. on here my true story here at yeah. here my true story dot come yeah no, exactly. the email anyway yeah. i'll put there the email in this podcast and you can send us mm. an email and you can ask us questions where you agree where you disagree you can do the same yeah mm. so yeah. cj uh-huh yeah. so mm. uh, when i was in uganda i also worked with children by mm. the way mm. and um i really enjoyed my work I'm still enjoying my work but I'm talking about the work in Uganda. I really really enjoyed my work so much in Uganda mm. where you could talk to the children and the children easily understood you. Mm. And uh, yeah, full of fun. Yeah. Love, yeah. jokes and everything like okay, the system in Uganda is different from the system here in Germany. That is really it's very different. Yeah, that's true. But Yeah, but also the um children in both countries are happy, but happy in a different way. <laughs> for yeah. me, okay, for me in my point of view, people children are happy in a different point or in a different way. For example, in Uganda, children enjoy going to kinder I don't think children enjoy going to kindergarten <laughs> in Uganda. This is me being honest a bit. Okay, for me from what I experienced. I mean, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Did you go to kindergarten as a child in Uganda and how was it for you? Of course, everyone goes to kindergarten in Uganda. If you don't go to kindergarten in Uganda, you will not go to P1 or the first ASC classes. You don't go to it. Because in kindergarten, I had to study. I had to write. I had to write my name. I had to uh, learn how to count. I had to learn specific kinds of songs. I had to do PE. You remember PE? 
PE is where you undress yourself and do something like sport, um, sports, run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but when you undress, like when you're just putting on your under underpants. Yeah. But okay, it was also fun. But I don't remember so much from my kindergarten. I, on, I only remember that my mom used to bring me to, to, to the kindergarten and she would run that I would not see her when she's going. So she could not say bye, re- really, the nice bye that, oh, bye, my child, I'm coming to pick you back again. So such things. Yeah. And I also saw that from my nieces and nephews that it is really difficult. Like here, can I already say about here? I mean, uh, I mean, I just asked a question, but of course, if you want to <laughs> to talk about the other side of here, how is it here? <laughs> Because you're working in a kindergarten and you, you have had a life experience in Uganda as a child who has been in kindergarten and then also you have, yeah. you have so grown up, you have worked with children in Uganda and now mm. you are here training to be an ASEA. Oh, I mean... Yeah. Well, what is that kind of like? I just want to say a small here. Here, mm. the children can say, I don't want to go to kindergarten and the children don't come to kindergarten. But in Uganda, you say, I don't want to go to school. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You go to school with an escort behind the mm. next morning. It's only maybe when you're sick, then you know if you don't go to school. Okay, when I was talking about what I said before, I was thinking, I was remembering my niece. One time, she said she doesn't want to go to school. She was okay, to kindergarten because she she had a language problem. She um she she was staying with her father, with the side of her father, and the side of her father, they were not speaking English or Luganda. They were speaking another language, uh, Luchiga. And so this is another language in Uganda. And so when she came to us, she did not know how to speak English or Uganda. So she had problems in the school or in the kindergarten. So where she was not feeling happy to go. She was not motivated to go at any point. Yeah. So, but if she said, no, she doesn't want to go, we had, they had to take her by force. We had to take her by force because she had to, at some point, she had to uh, get used to it. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, but I appreciate, okay, the children in Uganda, they this is what they know and this is what they are learning. But for me, I would wish that maybe our system can loosen up a bit. Yeah, it can loosen up because I feel like it's too much for the kids. Three years, three years old, you go to school, you, you have to learn how to write your name. You have to at least to learn how to count, one, two, three, four, five. You have to learn how to... Uh, Catch right using a pencil and everything. Learn how to take care of your books and those things, you know. But here, I'm working in in the kindergarten, and the children don't have to do that. The children they just come to kindergarten. Their work is to play, eat, and go to the toilet or maybe sleep. This is their work. They don't have to learn. They don't have to. The way they learn is very indirect. They learn with singing songs. Yes, we do it in Uganda, but differently. They learn how to sing songs, but also they don't sing specific songs. They sing songs which go to the um, the time of the year, you know. And they are not supposed to learn. Okay, they learn how to count, but in a in a, a playful way, 
where they say, okay, we are sitting in a circle. Can someone count for us? Does someone know how to count? And the children will be, yeah, yeah, me. Then they start counting. And it's not forced, rather. It's just uh, in a floating way, you know? Yeah. What What is your experience for I you? Mean, like, Because um, I mean, uh, of course, for me, uh, like, for example, uh, for the kids here, here in German, the children I see, my experience is that at least there is a lot of um, respect for the rights of children, yeah, mm. which is very, really difficult to find in Uganda that um, a child can speak, the room to speak, the children in Uganda, mm. it's difficult to to share your opinion as a child. For example, uh, people, when even kids, when they're in kindergarten, their views are not listened to. Here, my experience is that children are part of the the learning experience you as a an adult in this institution you also learn a lot from the children yeah you mm-hmm. learn a lot from the children because every child is special in their own way every child has something they bring on board the same way every adult who's working in the kindergarten or in an institution with people have something they bring on board yeah But from my experience where I come from in Uganda, it was difficult. I can share my personal experience when I, 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 as in when I was growing up in Uganda. There are many things that really happen. As a child, you are not supposed to, 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 to speak when adults are speaking. Yeah. When ad- adults are speaking, as a child, you are not expected to speak at all. Your, your work is to listen to the adult and do what they say if you speak when an adult person is speaking you are beaten up and when you beaten up you start crying they also beat you for crying why are you crying and if they beat you why are you crying and then they beat you and if they beat you and you don't cry they will also beat you for not crying why are you not crying yeah when you stand you see it is so funny as i was a child when you stand and an adult an adult is sitting on a, t- a chair and for you i mean like uh, i mean when you sit on the chair and the adult person is standing they'll ask you why are you sitting as a child and the adult person is standing you see that mm-hmm. so this thing of like elders have to sit and the children have to stand you get that mm-hmm. and it was so funny They beat you up for that. And also, when you just walk around aimlessly and they ask you, why don't you sit down? You also beat, they beat you up. Why, why don't you sit? You also, everything was about beating, I mean, couple punishments. And it was so funny. Yeah. And it, as a child, there are so many experiences that because I remember when I was a kid, at home we didn't have like food, but our neighbor had food. So I went and mm. ate lunch at our neighbor's house. And then mm-hmm. when I came back and they asked me, okay, what did you do at our neighbor's home? I ate their food. <laughs> they beat me up for eating food from our neighbor. <laughs> who had But food? Who had food? <laughs> But for me, we didn't have food at home. Mm-hmm. You get that? And also, <laughs> that was like, when you ask them, okay, I am hungry, I need food. They beat you up. Why, why are you asking for food? You see, do you mm-hmm. see food there? But then eating at the neighbor, you are beaten up. So such experiences, mm. I say that 
for sure it is really different i mean the system is really different but also as children we made the fun as in my yeah, experience as a child here yeah, in uganda i mean yeah. in, i mean here when people have to organize for children to experience nature to go yeah. to the forest and walk with the children in the forest look for animals yeah. look for insects for me in uganda early in the morning uh-huh. i go to the to the forest i move to the garden I look for things in the, in the yard like in the soil I I hunt for insects I collect insects I collect birds mm-hmm. and I was enjoying nature <laughs> at its, its best with no shot just walking around widely mm-hmm. in the forest and mm-hmm. I could experience that that's what I really enjoyed when I was a child in Uganda moving in mm-hmm. the bushes going to the forest and experience that mm-hmm. climb a tree pick a a fruit from the tree eat that fruit yeah mm-hmm. i didn't know that people buy fruit yeah. in the supermarket no but everything was from the garden that's what i knew yeah so i mean mm-hmm. for me that was a good experience but i see it was a, it's really different from here our children are pers- mm-hmm. perceived they are really different cultures different education system so they, it's really different that's what i can say Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I think that I had the best childhood in like in the whole world that Why? I had the best best childhood because of the things that I experienced. Yeah, it was hard to have food maybe for for me at my place it wasn't hard to have food, but um there are some other things because my mom had a garden. There are just some other difficult things that I went through as a kid. But okay, um, what did Make sure to leave a review. This makes our day and fuels future episodes. Hear my true story. Ah, uh, yeah, I did not have the best father in the world. So that is one of the difficult things I passed through as a kid. Yeah, but I turned out to be a very amazing woman. Mm. <laughs> Even if uh, kindergarten was different from here or kindergarten was different or school was different as we still turned out to be social people amazing people and all that I remember when I was a kid we used to um pour water we had just a hilly slope like this a hilly hilly slope yeah. so we just pour water and soap there and with our clothes we make um our own roche our own slide you know mm. we don't we never we never we never thought or we never said we wanted something like that i'm just seeing it right now as an, an a grown up person and say oh maybe we needed that at home or maybe the children at home needed that but we never needed that because we just created our own things you know we just created our own fun we made dolls out of uh, stockings we made dolls out of clothes we made dolls out of uh, nature natural things banana peelings or banana uh, covers so all those stuff so i really really enjoyed my childhood to be honest mm. but going back to the topic uh, kindergarten is that what i said before is that our system at least maybe it can loosen up and let the children have maybe a little bit of fun on that they have to study they have to learn with all they can write their name they can say the whole the names of the whole family or they have to write the names of the whole family 
that at least let the child a bit to be a child, you know, not with the education staff to be so much. Because look at our system, the education system. You learn to do to be something. You end up pushing a wheelbarrow in town. You end up looking for selling clothes, but you learn or study to be a lawyer or you learn to be something, you know. And another thing, we learn so many things like just to do an exam. Here, I never thought that even they tell you, the teachers tell you what is coming tomorrow in the paper or next week in the paper so you can have time to read so that you don't fail, you know. Sometimes I think that Ugandans are really clever. We should really be so clever, you know, because you study to write the final exam letters for the high school. You have to study, to learn what you studied in the four years. Yeah. To complete second uh, primary, you have to learn what you studied in the seven years, you know. And no one is going to tell you that this or that or that is coming. Yeah. Rather, you you just learn. You don't know what is coming. You just hope that, oh God, I hope that what I learned or what I studied is what comes in the exam. And people pass, and a very big number of children pass the exams. And in the kindergarten, they also write an, <laughs> a final exam. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> I didn't know that in, in Uganda. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not like a made official, but rather it's just they write an exam for the end of the year or end of the term when you're in the last class in pri- in, in kindergarten. So if you fail that, then the, the teachers will advise your parents that maybe you repeat that class. Isn't that now a, a, like a final exam? I Why mean, is it that when you fail it, you can't go to the next class? I mean like you stay in kindergarten again. You stay in kindergarten again. You remain in that kindergarten year again to wow. make yourself better. You know, for me, I didn't go to kindergarten. Really? I'm an old man. I, <laughs> I, I grew up in a very small village. We didn't have kindergarten. Our kindergarten really? was going to the garden where they put plant plants, yeah? Play in mm. the forest, eat, mango, <laughs> eat, eat mangoes, eat jackfruit, mm. yeah? Mm. Get maize, bring it home, cook maize, mm. and then eat. Mm. I didn't. I did not step in kindergarten because I was in a village. Oh, wow! Yeah. For us, we we have to do that. We I went to kindergarten, but we had to write an not like a final final exam, but it's more like also papers. You you write your name. You they do reading some somehow not too much. Rather, they tell you a story and then you have to say something. Yeah. So I really envy the children here that at least they they enjoy enjoy their kindergarten that they don't have to write they don't have to learn they don't have to stress themselves rather they can be children you know they don't the parents or the teachers do not expect you to be a better child to be a in in books in mathematics or in writing but the children in Uganda they are expected to be good in writing at a small age at a three three year olds or four year olds, five year olds, six year olds, you know. But here it's very it's very I feel like it's really nice, huh? Because the the children they have very many Spielplatz. Let me say Spielplatz, for ah, example. Okay, yeah, when you talk about Spielplatz, when you talk about uh these are uh, parks for children to play. 
You mean that, yeah? yeah? I mean, yeah. so how, how is that in, in Uganda? I have only saw it once in a school, but I've never, I had never seen it before in my life. Like those kinds of things where it is already made, you know? It's personal children. children to play. have to make it themselves. Yeah. They don't have it. Yeah, I mean, I understand that in, in Uganda, we don't have like playgrounds for children. That, that's really, 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 you know, these playgrounds, I never realized how important they are. But we we realized, we're like, for example, with the organization we work with in Uganda, children just come mm-hmm. to play because there's some place things for children. There's some toys for children. Mm-hmm. Here in Germany, you find that everywhere you walk, you find a playground for children, designed for children. Mm-hmm. In Uganda, mm-hmm. in Kampala, you don't find a playground designed for children. And I find this really difficult. Maybe it's only in Uganda. Maybe it's different in Kenya. Maybe it's different in other parts of Africa. I don't know, but I want to speak mm-hmm. for Uganda. I think playgrounds are not available. I mean, it's really hard for children to really discover their talent, what they feel like free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, as children, we used to make ourselves play spaces by mm-hmm. playing on the street, <laughs> maybe playing in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and then you are beaten up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But also uh maybe here that in every corner where you go past almost every street there is a playground maybe because the government is advertising that the children that the people can produce more kids, you know, to have uh <laughs> I think I mean the system may be designed well for children here. I mean I speak mm-hmm. on my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But I find it's real, real beautiful that there are play spaces, there are places for children to play, for children to mm. enjoy, you know. You go to even you go to some places like restaurants and there's some space for children to play. You mm. go for at some institutions to visit maybe for beratung or for support on something, mm. there's a space for children to play. Mm. Even they in hospitals. The, uh, the children's rights and they really put them to practice. They really show that they are on the point. They have, they say, okay, that children have a right to play, a right to study, and they put it in practice. You know, they create more kindergartens. If the, uh, I learned this in rest in, um, rest, what is rest in law, something like that. But for Eatia, my English is gone. Yeah. So uh, in this rest, it's more like um, in, in this they law. say that law, yeah. yeah, the study law. They say that if they realize that in the village there are so many children, but there are few kindergartens or there are no kindergartens, the city or the government of the city, let's say Stuttgart, they will advise the people to open up kindergartens so that the, the people, private people, they will open up kindergartens like Waldorf, they will open up kindergartens but if they are still less the city or the government will open up their own kindergartens and they will employ people to work in the kindergarten so that the children have uh, places where to go. But then after if the, um, if the like after like five years and there are less children in these years, then the Kindergarten, the, the kindergartens have to close down because now who, for whom are they opening the kindergartens for? But the city will be the first one to close their their kindergartens, and then they leave the private kindergartens so that they um 
they can still operate. But if it is also, if they also have um, less children, then they can also close up. And also if the parents do not have enough money because for the private kindergartens, usually the parents have to pay a, a certain amount of money for the children to go. And then what they do, the, the government or the city, they pay a certain sum of amount of money for the child for the child to go to kindergarten. Yeah. Mm. It is really interesting how the government or how the country at large takes care that everyone at least have something, even for the people who don't have jobs, they get money for not working, you know. At least they look that it is good for their people. Mm. Yeah. I get that, yeah. I really see that it's really important to put places for children to play. And that was my mm. experience. I learned. <laughs> I played in the forest, in the garden, but I find it here really wonderful. People have to buy sand mm. for children to play at home. That's true. Yeah. Do you have yeah. anything to add on this? Or? I'm satisfied. You are satisfied. I can see how tired you are. Yeah, anyway, dear listeners, I would say... We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode. Hear my true story. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Music by Edwin Matovo, hosted and produced by Otako. Subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website, hearmytruestory.com for more stories. All the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast.